there, and welcome to the Stories for Tomorrow podcast. We love chatting with interesting people, people with stories to tell. In each episode, we will be sharing true stories told by real people. We hope you enjoy it. This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox, a digital memory box of your life to be shared with future generations. With your host, Larissa Lima. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Stars for Tomorrow podcast. Our guest today is a strong, independent, entrepreneur woman. She is a financial educator and mother. We're going to understand her point of view around parenting and the importance of helping your child to create a legacy for themselves. After all, what does legacy actually mean? Let's find out with Susan Ritter. Hi, hello, Susan. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. Hi, Larissa. It's nice to see you. It's great to be here. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Are you originally from Florida? No, I'm not, actually. I grew up in Canada. And then I took a job in the United States when I was almost 40 as a project manager in a nuclear plant. And wow. spent 20 years doing that. That's right. Loved that job. It was project work. So I was able to work with multiple nuclear plants and I would travel from place to place. I lived in many different places where I would, they would move me somewhere and then I'd stay there for a couple of years, do a project and then they'd move me again. I like traveling. So it was the perfect job for me because I got to go into new places. That sounds yeah. amazing, Susan. Great work experience. You have a document called Child Legacy where you explain 12 ways to engage with kids to help them build a legacy for themselves. Why do you think it is an important topic? I think that for everybody, we want to know why are we here and what are we supposed to do? And in the past, that wasn't as much a question. We sort of grew up, just did what we were told. We went to school. Yeah. We went to university if we could, and we got a job, and we would be good for life. But we've learned in the last few decades, especially in this 21st century, that life is more interesting than that. That if you find what you're good at and you become self-aware, then you can actually spend a life doing the things that you want. And so it's important for young people to recognize that they have those alternatives. If you can start working with your children young to understand that, then I think they just end up with more fulfilled lives 100%. and it becomes more intentional. I think just being intentional is important for everybody. And how do you apply those topics into your life? So I have a son. He, I had him quite late in life. So I guess a lot of my wisdom had already been collected. And when he was born, I made a decision about what kind of a life that I wanted to help him create. And I decided that since the world was getting very global, that I wanted him to grow up as a global citizen. When you do that, then sort of you're creating a life. You're not just experiencing whatever comes along. You have to actually plan where you're going and what you're doing. And as part of that, I had to decide how am I going to retire early so that we could be doing this before he was grown up. And that meant that I had to figure out how I was going to create my future. And as parents, they learn by watching. So if you do it with intentional, then you can teach them. And you teach them that 
intentional life makes a difference. A hundred percent. In one of your posts on LinkedIn, you say you said the following phrase. You are creating a legacy to your son by encouraging him to participate in the decision make of your family, which I thought was very, very interesting. And how important to you is him having a legacy? For me, it was very important because I had my son late. I wanted I knew I wasn't going to be around for most of his life, which when you have children early, you can be around through all of those years. And so I wanted to make sure that he could be independent, that he understood that you take accountability for your life, you take responsibility for your decisions and the consequences of those decisions. And so when you engage your children in that thought process of here are your choices, here are the things that are going on in life. And we can choose to do them or do something else. So what are your thoughts on it? And very young children, they have very simple thoughts. It's either it sounds like fun or it doesn't. Often, what's really interesting is they have worries about stuff, though. When you're going to change their life, they don't know where it's going and they don't, they don't have enough to figure out what that could look like. They can't imagine what that would look like. And that creates stress. And if you didn't have that conversation, you wouldn't realize that this is a stress that you've created for them. And so just having the conversation makes a big difference and helps them to feel like they're part of the conversation and part of the decision-making and to know what to expect when things are changing and when things are happening. As you move forward through the generations, you recognize as you get older that We're individual human beings. You might be the child of a parent, but I always found it really interesting. The Native Indians believe that a parent doesn't own a child. A parent is a short-term guide for the beginning of a new human being's life. And that that relationship, the relationship is not the one that we typically have. Of These are my children, so I tell them what to do. And they're expected to do what I tell them. It, there's more of an expectation that, no, that's a human being and they don't know very much yet, but your, your role is to help them and to guide them, not to direct them necessarily. Yeah. That's a very interesting point of view. Really, it's a very interesting. So after all those years of experiencing, traveling, many different countries, changing careers, meeting a lot of people, making mistakes, overcome hard situations. After everything, what would you say was the most important thing that you've learned in life? I think maybe the most important thing in life is that you can't control everything. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to sort of take things as they come and you plan for living forever, but you have to live every day like it's your last Because it could be. And if you spend a lot of your energies being stressed over things that you have no control over, then you're really only hurting yourself. You're not hurting anybody else. You're just hurting yourself. So understanding that there's a balance between being prepared for the future, but living today, that is, I think, the most key. I think that's the most key. Because then you make the most of every moment. A hundred percent. And we, a lot of people nowadays just think about the future, doesn't leave the present. So I think it's a really important thing to, to have in mind. That's very nice. Yeah. So according to the Oxford Dictionary, 
the word legacy means an amount of money or property left to someone in a will. However, I think you see legacy from different perspective, which I find very interesting. What is legacy for you, Susan? So a legacy, I think, is the sum total of what you pass forward. And so it can be your assets. It is also the values and beliefs that you've passed on to the next generation. And so we create a legacy that we often don't even know what our legacy is. My mother was a musician and she felt that her legacy was the music that she created. And so she wanted to have it stored in a museum and all of these fancy things. And at the end of the day, the legacy that she shared with everyone in her life was just the love of people, of community. She kept people close to her her whole life. So this is legacy. Legacy is the who you are and how you've touched others. That's what they carry forward with them. And that's what creates your legacy. That's um, beautiful. I think many people think that they have to leave money to the next generation. It's a typically male approach to, yeah. to it, but that's only a piece of it. And the money has no meaning if it was done and there was no relationship behind it. And that's why for most people, if they just receive a bunch of money, they end up just wasting it. They, they yeah. get it, they spend it, and it's gone. And so a person's whole lifetime of work is just dissipates. And if you didn't have that relationship with them as well, then you've got nothing left. That's beautiful, Susan. So now you work helping women becoming financially independent, which is amazing. Why do you focus only on women? Is there a reason for that? Um, yes. Women think about money in a much different way than men do. And I think it's because there's many taboos around money for women. There's all kinds of ways that women get around not having to manage money. And it sounds altruistic in most cases, but at the end of the day, they put themselves at risk because whatever the systems are that they're dependent on, they can go away. They can disappear. They don't want to figure out what to do with it for the future. And so they procrastinate and they know they should do something, but they don't actually start. So when I work with women, I really have to start with that mindset that understand what is your relationship to money. And so women first have to learn that they can do it. It's not hard and they should do it because it's their own lives. And when they're independent, it changes the way they see themselves and the way they can engage with the world. And I love it. Very interesting, Susan, and necessary. I think it's becoming more a reality nowadays that women are capable of doing all those major responsibilities in a way, you know? And your job is really touching that point. That's very cool. Very interesting. And just one final question now before we wrap it up. As you know, the sponsor of this podcast is Clockbox, a digital time capsule to be shared with future generations. So let's just imagine for one second here that your own life ended today, but you left a time capsule to your family. Let's say to your son. What would him find in it? What would you put into your clock box to him? So this is really interesting because ever since he was born, I've been sort of building 
a time capsule. And so everything that seemed meaningful to me and pictures and everything that we were doing, I was putting into boxes. Well, and I've often gone back and looked at it and I've realized most of this stuff is stuff that was meaningful to me because of my relationship to him as his mother. But there are a few things in there that are representative, special times that we had, of things that we've done that are, they're meaningful. And I know that they're meaningful to him. And so those are things that would go in there. Of course, I am all about building a financial legacy that I can pass forward. So all the documentation that goes with that. And I recognize also that when your parent passes, it's a very traumatic experience. And and it's very hard to know what to do, it, which makes you vulnerable. It sets you up to be a victim if you don't know in advance what you should be doing or where things are. And so part of the legacy is not just the collection of these things, but sharing the knowledge with him beforehand to say, here are the things and here's where you're going to find them. Yeah. And this is who you should talk to. And everything is organized and actually have it organized and have the structures in place in advance so that when the time comes, he's not worrying about where the money is. He's not worrying about where stuff is. He can focus on being a the emotional part and the rest of it yeah. there's, there's people paid for who are taking care of the more monetary aspects of burials and and moving things and and that kind of thing so i think i think that for me a time capsule is a combination it's a very practical it's a place for very practical things and it's a place for your memories that 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 person can carry forward. So the one you put in there to help them and the other you put in there to sort of, well, it helps them as well. It helps them through the grief side. I love the idea of Clockbox for that reason, that it allows you to do both so that you can share. You can help repair. Uh, that's very nice. Thank you, Suzanne, for taking the time to speak with us today. I love it, getting to know you a little bit better, understanding more about your business, your parenting techniques, and the meaning of legacy for you. I okay. hope to speak with you soon. Bye. Thanks, Larissa. It was very nice. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Stories for Tomorrow. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox a digital memory box of your life to be shared with future generations. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.